Good morning. This is my weekly art practice video stroke podcast entry, all as a means to maintain and develop my professional practice and relevant pursuits in a publicly open journal format so that it can self-prompt me to develop and maintain the relevant presentation and communication skills. This endeavour has a significant relationship with the recent clinical treatment and lifestyle adaptations that have been incrementally transforming a number of relevant factors in my pursuits, such as how I breathe, how I sound aesthetically, and my ability to concentrate. Likewise, this for this ongoing format, I am looking for more collaborative potentials in the long run. Every week, or as frequently as I see fit, I upload an entry with an effort to make the delivery as succinct and altogether justifiable as possible, which in time might even work. So, that is my new introduction spiel there. My first point for today is reflection of the video I played last week. Last week's entry was extremely long, so I wouldn't blame anyone for hesitating to go through the whole thing, but it did end with a video that I'm about to refer to, the Smugglers, the uh, video I made for the Smugglers Festival uh, cinema space last month. Um, I suppose two months ago now. It's also, you can watch that video individually. I think it's probably uploaded on my Facebook page and or Instagram. So available through both of those outlets and eventually on my website. Um, yeah, and I, I, I said when I played it, but apologies if there were some issues with sound. It was extremely rushed as a video. Um, it's something that I'm very pleased with, but pleased in context of how much limited, how limited time I had and limited access to uh, particularly uh, some of the editing methods and things that I ended up using for it. Um, but yes, we're talking about more or less just a, a very nerve-wracking day's work that sent me insane. Not to mention the um, all the hoops you have to jump through when it's towards the end when you have to render things and export them in the right formats and uh, all of that jargon. So. The video as it stand, stands is about five minutes long. The audio I'll talk about first. The levels aren't ideal. Uh, I think, well, it depends on, on the system that it's playing on, really. It might work better with headphones, but there is a pulsing sound at the centre of it, and that's synced to these different kind of uh, elements represented by the straight lines and the curved lines that bounce in and out 
and that's really kind of running on a, a very common theme that I've been talking about across my MA and since then to do with binary structures, to do with ideas of coding, of, of how information, I mean we're potentially unpacking a lot of subjects there and I've got two essays on my website from Miami, which which sinks its teeth into a lot of that. Um, one in particular. Uh, so yeah, I'm not going to talk about that much now. But but we're talking keywords here: approximations, um, binaries, and this all kind of hark back to some brief research I did for that essay that I just mentioned into the philosophical side of things, or at least the theories of digital physics and digital philosophy, which I think are inter interchangeable terms, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and the soundtrack on this video that I used was from a, a, a lecture, there was a discussion between a, a few scientists about this, all chiming in with her own views, particularly about if the universe is analog or digital. Or kind of an interesting thought about, you know, um, the deeper the layers you get past with analysing, you know, the, the, the tiny components that make everything up. Um, we see different examples of how it could be uh, analog in nature or digital in nature, and it's there may not even be a simple answer to such a question. It might might be too redundant anyway, but that that's interesting in and of itself when we're talking about the idea of computation um, and things being reductive. Um, and again, I think uh, hopefully I I satiated that somewhat in in my essay, but that that's something that's going to inevitably get revisited as as these ideas progress. Theory isn't going to be front line and centre, perhaps as much as it was on on the face of it, but. Um, it will still be something in development. There might be another essay in development, some some kind of backbone for theory and substance. Um, in terms of how my art, what I'm making, and and what I I suppose is my noteworthy kind of style or styles. Generally, I'm, I embrace the fact that it's uh, ambiguous and that people see different things in it, and yet at the same time, you know, we're all looking at the same thing, and I may see different things in in my drawings when I, whether I'm seeing different things in them at different stages while drawing them or in reflection to it. Um, 
they're all valid, whether they're my different views or different images or things that I might recognise in it as much as anyone else's. And that that's where I keep cycling back to this idea of ambiguity and uh, making that kind of meaningful connection with something like abstract art. Um, and that same kind of application through different creative mediums to uh, connect with people, have a sense of transcendence from specific kind of messages or content that might be akin to like visual communication. And that's where I talked in a, in a previous entry, which I haven't uploaded about, uh, where I kind of have personal um, boundaries with with a lot of politics or social commentary in art um, and it's not something that I'm drawn towards that much in other people's work any more than in my own pursuits to make work. Only when there is a very significant presence of something that isn't entirely certain um, perhaps like an open-ended question, is it this or is it that, that doesn't actually necessitate an answer, um, or where the answer could work equally as well either way, depending on how the individual uh, experiences and processes that. Those kind of, that kind of method and thinking is, is really a kind of at the heart of what inspires me. So, um, and and we could draw constant parallels to that and discussions of digital physics or theories that the universe is a computation uh, amongst a whole host of other things that I've looked at and many, many more things that I haven't. So that's the soundtrack and I thought that worked quite well and the time to produce my own written uh, soundtrack. I made the, I produced the the musical element, the the rhythms and the pulses, um, which is what I'll get to now. So that pulsing sounds was something I had been experimenting with a few years ago. Uh, I'd made a particular effort to work on on music at a point uh, a few years back, and then ultimately decided to shelf it and fire all cylinders within the realm of visual art just because time constraints and practicalities and wanting to you know um aspire some get some professional and let's face it financial results uh, which is all a work in progress as well but uh, it's this year that I've been um, rekindling my interests in music and that kind of stuff that I was experimenting with. So to name to name the key points there, uh, I was using pulsing sounds, kind of interested in brainwave frequency. So I listened to a lot of binaural beats, um, which a very very quick summary is. Uh, 
sounds that you listen to through the medium of headphones. It uses stereo mediums specifically through having different, ever so slightly different frequencies and different in each ear. And then your brain kind of hallucinates on, makes up the different um, difference in the frequency in between. So what you're hearing is is your brain kind of calculating the, the difference and, and, and hallucinating that, that frequency in between. The point of that, I believe, is that the, the the frequency that you end up thinking that you're hearing is um, that whole process gets, I think, just gets you more absorbed in in that in that frequency, and different frequencies can cause or evoke different um, sensations, different kind of head states. Uh, and typically a lot of them you can you can get commercially ones uh, either through like an app on your phone or pre-recorded things they use a lot in hypnotherapy mp3s and stuff like that because you can you can have certain progressions you can progress it certain ways and combine with other things i find it has some really cool and exciting results so so that was one aspect that i was exploring with music and getting back to the other is I think isotonic beats, which is where the pulses come in. Similar kind of principle. Correct me if I'm wrong again with this, but using sort of you know different paces, different frequencies of sound to to get interesting effects. Um, there's a there's a specific kind of clinical side you could approach that in terms of specifically what effect you want to have uh, neurologically maybe but um, that's something I will tentatively dip in and out of in terms of my understanding of it however it's it's an interesting aesthetic in and of itself and, and the kind of theory and context that might fall into place with that the idea of pulsing the idea of you know, dots, ones and zeros, computations and all of that, and my kind of associations with maps which come up a lot in, in my artwork and um, navigation, which is something as well I talked about a lot in my in my MA uh, dissertation and navigating through these kind of pulsing uh, fl fluctuations between two kind of fixed points and again, uh, just opening up all sorts of different avenues to digress down there, which I'm not going to right now. So that's covered the audio. <laughs> um, visually, again, it's very much in keeping with the same sort of principles and ideas. And if you watch the video, that should become evident. I'm repurposing previously made uh, continual video pieces in that. Uh, I would have repurposed more and added other bits had I time, but it's an interesting taster and precursor to everything I'm going to be working on from here on out in terms of video work. Uh, so there's that. Technically, I was using so I use Logic and some MIDI, a uh, bit of MIDI kit for the for the sound. Um, Premiere and After Effects for the video, and I'm 
going to learn more in After Effects. Especially, uh, I sh should be able to pick up some workshops through work on that this term as well, which would be nice. So that's that's still gradually an, an area of expertise that's improving. Yeah, I don't think I'll say any, any more about the video. So looking at the next video um, that will that that I will start making, um, things have been quite slow the last month, I have to confess. Um, and I can put that down a lot down to some minor health issues, which finally, and I mean in finally as in within the last 24 hours, I seem to have officially um, identified the issue and amended it, or well on the way to fully amended it. Obviously nothing life-threatening or anything like that that was the issue, but uh, I do have to acknowledge that there has been a huge amount of fatigue, um, lack of energy, and drop-in mood that has compromised uh, the quality of, of what I've been putting out and and also yeah the amount of it uh, so yeah it's just there's been waves of, of just completely being derailed and having only just having the energy to go to work and get home and eat and sleep and then just like a thing you know machine uh, rinse repeat rinse repeat um, so it's you know I, I say that now extremely um, grateful that I've, I've actually managed to amend that uh, so the video uh, is is imminent now really as of as of putting this post out it's a short video as I might have mentioned last week um, short as in less than a minute in length the reason a couple of reasons why it's going to be that short one it's almost sort of appropriately an allegory for what i'm trying to do here by making things more succinct i intend to cram a lot into it um almost to the point where it's quite uh overwhelming at points um and it's, I suppose, effectively a demonstration of a lot of things. Um, and it's an in interesting challenge there and to see how, particularly in a, in a society where it's very, it's not uncommon to have a short attention span, um, particularly from my personal experience with my attention span, it's nice to make something that's very uh, stimulating to different senses in a quick, rapid, and to the point kind of a way. So I'm really looking forward to making that actually. And also it being less than a minute long means it can go on <laughs> Instagram as well as other uh, social media outputs. So, uh, Briefly mention as well, in terms of more broadening theory, um, 
I am attempting to complete an online course in the science of fitness, um, which is a nice, nice little condensed course, but was a bit too demanding to finish when I started it over the summer. It was like four four weeks of modules. You can retake as much as you like or whatever, but it was something I forked out a little bit of money for. So it was, you know, there is uh, more than a bit of a sense of commitment to finish that. Um, after that, there'll be a few other few other things relating to mental and physical health. Um, contemplating probably going to retake my NLP neurolinguistic programming practitioner course early next year uh, because that's something I will be able to do free of charge uh, through the company that teaches it and I think that would be interesting to reflect upon um, and perhaps a few other things my uh, nutritional fanaticism I'm sure will peter out eventually the more I kind of um, uh, pick up an intuition for, for what I personally need and uh, a general emerging interest in biohacking uh, as, as, a, as a nice kind of shorthand term for, for all these different sort of means and methods of optimising oneself within a sensible uh, context, obviously, within a way that's conducive to overall health and well-being. But that really, that really fascinates me, and particularly when I'm pulling in elements of um, binaural beats, brainwave patterns, and things that can have hypnotic, therapeutic, uh, pleasant or satisfying effects to the observer in terms of art as well as theoretical elements and, and meanings or you know things I might connect towards that. That's all part and parcel of, of what's coming together. Uh, uh, one other thing, um, non-violent communication I might revisit. Now that's more of a reflection on recent observations on social media. Time I've been spending on it, um, particularly the necessity, and this I suppose is where it gets slightly topical. Uh, but there seems to be a, a necessity, an impulse to deal with one's reservations, or more often than not, likely insecurities we're seeing in other people who, and and you know, I, I'm willing to admit that I've. I've made mistakes like this as well, of of just compulsively lashing out, or when when a say a political issue comes to hand, the impulse is to lash out specifically at that person, and then it's just a, a tribalistic shouting battle. There's no argument that really takes place. Um, so there's definitely cause for thinking about redefining our understanding of arguments, our skills to have an argument. Uh, and to settle our differences or actually, you know, use our differences as a means to learn from each other and all that kind of stuff. But um, maybe above my, my pay grade, but I've, from approaching from 
the NLP and hypnosis background and, and having a, uh, I think, a, a relatively good intuition for persuasive language, even if I can't always apply it myself. Uh, again, that's a work in progress practice type of a thing, really. But NLP and, L, uh, and NVC, nonviolent communication, which is an interesting uh, area. I've read and seen some very enlightening um, presentations about uh, is well it's something that I feel could be passed on I'm not passed down as as uh, in a nice consumable format to encourage or promote more I guess emotional maturity on these online platforms not looking for a magic wand here necessarily but I don't know I, I wanted to just mention that because I think there is something worth pursuing down that avenue um, like I've said many times before communication uh, is very is is, a, is very interesting to me generally and particularly persuasive language and, and you know not just communication in art, but how all of these same principles and methods trickle down into every facet of how we as individuals communicate our thoughts and needs and how everything can seem like a complete tangled mess now and nothing, it's surprising that it feels, not surprising that it feels like nothing seems to get done when every, when this, compulsion by some of the loudest, most um, insecure or inadequate or just, just anger-filled people take centre stage of all these important discussions by turning it into a shouting battle uh, over irrelevant personal things that's just that just kind of wastes everyone's time or at worst uh, can influence much, much worse, much uh, less desirable consequences. So yeah, I don't know. That's uh, something I have an eye on anyway. And so that's it for my key points. I'm just going to read literally three very short paragraphs, I think. Uh, for a bit of text that I wrote earlier, and this is m much in keeping with the whole ethos and things that I've been talking about before. Typically speaking, I can't shut the fuck up, but I'm going to need to plough ahead with this if I ever want to. Art tutors often suffer from this affliction, I've noticed. Sometimes they make it entertaining, uh, and I can appreciate that. One allows you to drift in and out holistically, which gels well with me. Other trail-offs into self-analysis, which compromises the tuition somewhat and compromises my job taking notes for students, um, is a different matter when a tutor and as a practicing artist I genuinely can identify this when you're taking stage and talking to people, especially people you may think of as young and impressionable, 
it's very difficult to keep it dialed in and and emphasize the essential information, keep everything else succinct, blah, blah, blah. But as, from the student's perspective and from mine, when I have to try and make a two hour long presentation into uh, a short paragraph of keynotes for a student has a lot of um, attention uh, difficulties. I, I nearly have as many, as much issue with that as myself. So it's a bloody ordeal. And so I think it's, it's an issue. I think it's something students do well when they are more mindful of, but I'm not judging um, the fact that they fall into that kind of pattern because I can see how easily I would myself. So, as I say here, however, I have complete empathy for this tendency as I probably as I'm probably no better. If I'm asked a question about my practice, I can go on for fucking ages. You don't even have to ask me as this podcast probably illustrates. Were it not for this, I would have more conversations with myself. And I still do that a lot. I exhaust myself while nonetheless doing a bunch of rituals to clear my head, align everything up uh, end-to-end like a seamlessly built high-spec Apple product. My justification for rattling on about um, is conducive to the ethos I'm referring to of, say, Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive, the prior of which was a Zen Buddhist, bear in mind, which I think is interesting. And that's the pursuit to culminate all these elaborate and complex processes in an elegantly contained manner, to present and evoke a thing or experience that's agreeable, simple and intuitive, regardless of how you feel about them as individuals or their values or that particular company. Clearly, I want to present myself with agreeable simplicity and intuition. That seems like... Okay, typo. That seems like is a cornerstone to success for everybody. (laughs) Sometimes I'm reminded of this only because I'd lost sight. I am dyslexic and dyspractic, by the way. I'd lost sight of it and got swept up in things that did not play out well. And that's true, very true. Reflective mistakes. I'm beginning to see this endeavour as a practical series of reflective mistakes. I listened back to these words after I listened back to these words after putting it out there and consider how well my words were executed. Accountability looms, and over time and reception, the necessity to flex those thinking muscles in a more condensed and worthwhile way trickles down. That's it. That's um, that's that for this week. Uh, I'm going to stop. <laughs>